Welcome to a new episode of the Official Catch-Up Podcast. It's Ben here and I'm joined by Chris. Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, doing all right. It's been a while, Ben. It's been probably a wee bit too long compared to normal, but yeah, happy to be back uh, talking to you. Exactly. We've been away. We've all been busy doing other bits and pieces, whether it's been club-related or, or just general life, but we felt, we thought, get back in the swing of it this week. There's a lot of some good stories to talk about in terms of the Scottish Cup uh, third round, but we'll start off uh, just firstly check out our sponsor, The Soccer Shop Direct. Find them on Twitter at The Soccer Shop D. Check out the website www.thesoccershopdirect.co.uk for all your teamwear and football equipment needs. Now, Chris, what have you been up to over the last few weeks? You've seen much football? Yeah, mostly online, uh, following the Caledonian Braves, so we'll get into in a second. Uh, thank, thank God they're one of the teams that still stream because I've not been, I've not managed to get to a lot of football myself, to be honest, in, in person. So, yeah, luckily I've got the, uh, I'm an, an app user of the Braves, so they've, they've kept me entertained. Uh, some really good football from them. But yeah, other than that, I've been obviously, uh, I've, I've started, some people know that I've started back uh, at uni. So I had, had one of my essays to do uh, over the last sort of couple of weeks. So, Got that on on Wednesday or Thursday last week. So, yeah, I'm kind of free now. Just waiting on the result, basically. Freed up and, and ready to go. So, plenty plenty to talk about then. I guess we've been here for, what, the best part of six, seven, eight weeks. Moza um, is only available at tonight, but I'm sure to be back on a future episode of the official catch-up. But let's move into the Lowland League. Firstly, there was one game. Uh, on in the Lowland League this weekend, it was the team that Chris just mentioned there. It's Cali Braves versus Celtic B. It was a 3 2 victory for Celtic B, Chris. Yeah, a really entertaining game, a good advert um, for the league and, and well, both teams actually. And, and like what I was saying about Cali Braves, I think they've maybe been a wee bit unlucky with results lately because I think they, they could have got something here. Certainly, some of the passing, some class finishing, uh, two goals from Celtic in particular were, were really good. Uh, Cali Braves came into it, but I think Celtic got a, a goal kind of against the run of play. They were, Braves was like the better team in the second half. I think what I have to say about the Cali Braves, though, um, I watched the game against Colburnie in the Cup uh, away. There's something really likeable about this current crop of Cali Braves players. Uh, there was sort of questions whether their team would be weaker than they've, they've previously had. You know, they used to have guys like Ross McNeil and... They're a younger squad, but I think previously, they, if they were they were sort of three two down or three one down or whatever, I think they would they probably would have went on and 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 got defeated uh, in previous seasons. But there, there's a real sort of I guess urgency or uh, belief about them that they can actually go off and pull results. And I think they were unlucky on this occasion. Certainly, uh, the, the free standouts, obviously, Reese Armstrong's one of the signings of the season uh, for me because he's. He's so good at corners. He's so good at sort of set pieces in general in terms of free kicks. He can pass a ball. He can set things up and he can score goals as well on occasion as well. And uh, other than that, obviously, Mark Kelly, who was in the team of the month, uh, has been fantastic in midfield and Cammy uh, Bredner as well. For Celtic, I think the standout was Ben Wiley. Well, I think we've mentioned it, but a lot of people hype up Mackenzie Kers, uh, the, the young Scottish uh, midfielder. But for me, Ben Wiley's the, the standout there. Uh, obviously, Joey Dawson got one of the goals for Celtic B, who was also in the the catch up team of the month. Uh, a wee bit of self uh, self hype there, but yeah, Cali Braves. Um, uh, I really enjoy watching them this season. As I said, I've seen a lot of them. Decent team. Uh, it just shows you the quality of the league that you know the Cali Braves are actually. I think have have kind of made a, a step up, and uh, you know they're still probably what mid table. So uh, it, it just shows you how how good some of these teams are, but. Yeah, they were unlucky on this occasion. I think Celtic B. I, I don't want to say they didn't deserve the win, but certainly uh, it was it was close. It was close in terms of uh, the points there. Obviously, we've talked a lot about the B sides um, and 
we're starting to see now that there's there's that gap is probably not as, as wide as um, everyone can have made out. And obviously we've seen a Bonnie Rigger sitting top 10 points clear at the top of the league from uh, Rangers B, Celtic B are sitting bottom six in the league with 33 points. They've obviously played Cali Braves there on, on Saturday and it was only 3-2. But I think maybe they maybe thought that that would have been a, a kind of higher scoring game for Celtic B. But I think it's becoming apparent now that that gap isn't really there and probably hasn't really justified um, the, the B team's uh, argument to go into, like, for example, League 2. So I think that's a, I guess, for all the, the naysayers around the B teams joining the Lowland League, that's probably a positive that's come out of it. The fact that that has been quite close games and um, the teams are not necessarily running away with the, the league like we probably thought they would at the start of the season. So um, in terms of Cali Braves, it's great to see them get their act together because I think when we last spoke, um, they were probably towards the bottom, very very kind of inconsistent and uh, really struggling to kind of get any sort of form. But it sounds like they've um, they've, they've picked up a bit and obviously they're, they're trying something different in the Cali Braves. That's the other thing, isn't it? They're, they're, as you say, they've got the app and things like that. that it's completely different to any other team. So um, it's interesting to watch. I'm, I'm glad that they're doing well um, and they look fairly safe, I think, at this point in time. I think, obviously, we know that, that Vale are probably going to drop out of the league now unless something miraculous happens over the next 10, 12 games or so. But, um, yeah, fair play to Cali Braves. They've, they've definitely picked up and um, glad to see them doing so well. Shout out to Gregor Sleeth. There's a lot of their media. It's, it's interesting that he's, they've started commentary yep. on the games, so that's always adds a wee bit extra. Uh, he's had like cool stars, obviously, who's out injured at the moment. So it's always entertaining uh, listening to the insights from the players, obviously, on the streams also. So I enjoy that. Yeah, and of course, I've got quite a bit of uh, good content as well. I've noticed over the last you know, few weeks on, on like, video form and stuff. And, uh, I think another thing with like, football manager as well, though, um, last week, kind of looking at the stats, a bit like the, the FIFA stuff you see, even kind of the big teams of the FIFA reviews for their, their ultimate team council. I like the ideas. They're trying something different, um, and it's good to see that um, coming from from Calibre. So yeah, fair play. Right, we'll move on to the probably the big talking point of the weekend. Uh, it was the Scottish Cup third round involving um, a number of teams from Tier Six and uh, Tier Five. Just jumped straight into probably one of the bigger results of the week. Uh, that was Clyde Bank to uh, Clyde Nil. Um, goals from Jamie Darroch. And um, Nicky Little, Nicky Little, an excellent forward, and probably one of the one of the top top forwards of the West of Scotland League. But um, a great result for Clyde Bank. I don't think anyone who follows uh, Tier Six, Tier Five football in the West of Scotland would, would have been that shocked about this result. Quite quite frankly, um, I think the kind of folk who would be surprised as is a, a kind of what's the phrase a giant killer, if you like, is is, is the folk who don't know enough about uh, the likes of. Uh, Clyde Bank or we'll get on and off like Talbot soon but uh, we, we're not shocked about these kind of results we expected these teams that are good enough to beat um, the likes of Clyde etc they've also Clyde Bank have beat Elgin already this season um, we'll talk about Davo later but they're playing uh, breaking of what they put out soon rare. so uh, a great result um, I know all the, the people at Clyde Bank really well so I'm delighted for all those guys and girls involved up at uh, Clyde Bank so a uh, great result I would say Chris yeah, fantastic. I mean, it's weird actually because he, I actually fancied the progression from the West of Scotland teams more so than, than some of the lone league teams that were still in the competition, which is we a wee bit of a strange one. But, you know, both home ties for Clyde Bank and Auckland Lake Talbot, I, uh, I I did laugh somewhere actually because <laughs> someone had referred to, to Jamie Darrick as a was it the, the bold Sergio Ramos? So that's what I guess called you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was brilliant, but no, nah, fantastic result from Clyde Bank. And like you say, 
you obviously a wee bit in, in jest, but um, you know, Gordon Gordon Moffat's done a fantastic job with Clyde Banky. Uh, there was links to to him and the Man United job. I heard obviously he's a big Man United fan, so of course, of course. we we enjoy that. But no, fantastic. What they're probably hoping for now is obviously a massive game in the fourth round, hopefully against uh, a Premiership team. You know, we'll we'll talk a wee bit in terms of finances, but um, yeah, great to have. Uh, both Clyde Bank and Auchinleck uh, in the fourth round. Yeah, Tom Auchinleck, yeah, they, they beat Hamilton um, 1-0 um, at Beechwood Park. A uh, goal came from uh, Graham Wilson, another top, top striker in the in the West Scotland Premier Division. I mean, Graham Wilson has been around for a few years now and still still banging in the goals for, for Auchinleck. And, um, again, you're looking at the point of the table and saying, well, Hamilton in the Championship, Marking like are sitting what top of um, the West Scotland Prem. I think the gap, something like somebody said on uh, Twitter, was like forty places between the two teams uh, or in the league pyramid. I mean, again, I'm not overly shocked by a, a result like that um, from Marking like that. But they're an absolute solid side to play it at home. They're dogged. They're, they're determined. Um, Hamilton. I haven't seen anything from Hamilton so far this season to say that they're actually a good side um, at all. And I think they could be in a potential bit of a free fall situation. Um, at the moment, to be quite honest, uh, from being relegated um, last year from the, the Premiership. But um, a great result for for Auckland Lake. I know a few people down there as well. So absolutely delighted for them. I know the fans of where I had a great time and the atmosphere looked brilliant um, at Beechwood. So uh, absolutely um, fair play to, to Auckland Lake and uh, Clay Bank. So they'll be in the draw tonight um, to see you again. Because we'll cover that in a bit. But it's a great result for sure. Yeah, Auchin, like I think they're one of those teams that you can just never discount in the Scottish Cup, especially if they're home, like you said. They've had a history of shocks, if you will. And yeah. uh, they've got they've got a good team. They've got one of the stronger teams Absolutely. in the league. Uh, Andy Leishman had a couple of uh, top saves, and he, he's the type of keeper that's, that does that sort of thing every week. You know, um, I think he's probably one of the best non-league keepers around. Uh, a few of the Talbot boys, obviously, some of the best non-league players around. So, as you said, I'll be a shock to, to to some, but yeah, not not to us. I did actually, as I said on Twitter, I did fancy them to maybe, yeah, you know, I think it's difficult when you get into like the championship, the Premiership, to to go out and then sort of pull off these upsets. But if any team in non-league is going to do it, you would look at Auckland Lake at home and say, yeah, I fancy them to to maybe get something there. Yeah, I think that's it. I think in these kind of one-off scenarios, um, you'd fancy Talbot to to raise our game and, and be up to the task. Um, I think that's a, an absolute certainty. The difference will be if, if, for example, they get promoted this year out of the, the West Scotland and the Lone League. Personally, I think the Lone League, when you look at it, there's, there's probably there's still have quite an imbalance there in terms of the teams who are in the West and East. Um, below them, um, maybe five, ten years' time, there'll be a, a bit more of a balance and that'll be a very, very difficult league to win. So, for teams like Auckland, like Talbot, Claybank, Pollock, ourselves that go in, you probably want to get in that low in league soon and try and get through that as quickly as possible. Because uh, obviously a lot of teams will be um, have designs on getting to the SPFL, both from uh, a West and an East, and obviously the low in league teams there that are still um, trying to get out. So I know obviously we've talked about um, promotion, relegation, until the, the cows come home here, so we'll not dwell on that too much. But um, hopefully we just see that that these kind of results are, are gonna show people that there's there's a, a bit of an imbalance and it needs to be sorted out. So in terms of promotion and relegation to the, the SPFL and um, obviously to the Lone League. So 
we'll see what happens. But I guess the thing I'll be that about that will be is that the fact that the likes of Walker Lake and Clyde Bank are beating teams in the SPFL probably folk looking down going, well, these guys are probably pretty good. Let's not, we don't want them in because we'll sacrifice our own place. So the old turkeys voting for Christmas analogy comes into play there, I think, personally. So we'll see what happens. Um, it's definitely a uh, watch this space in terms of uh, those teams playing on a, in that level on a weekly basis. But within the Cups, quite fancy when they're playing, you know, I would say uh, any League One, any League Two team, any only team, I would fancy up in like Clyde Bank, probably even Davo. Um, at this point to, to win so um, hopefully they get a big draw and we can we can see what, what happens with them alright we'll move on then to some of the teams from the Lone League who were involved in the Scottish Cup we'll start off with several several strollers and they were beaten by Peterhead um, at home 3-0 uh, several several strollers manager Guy Jardim was saying the red card that was shown to one of his players just sees Baldy um, after 20, 20 minutes with a turning point in the game so I think um Going down, to tw- going down to 10 men, what, 20 minutes into a game and a cup game like that, I guess. A side like Peter Head, who I think are a good side. So it was, I guess, all she wrote in terms of um, several, several strolls and they were, they were put out 3 0 uh, by Peter Head, Chris. Uh, there had been a wee bit of uh, complaints, I think, from the Peter Head team about uh, the, you know, Civil's ground or the, the, the grass or whatever. But I mean, I like it's winter, eh? it's a grass park. <laughs> but nah, Civil, from what I believe, started off quite well and then. Peter Head bench that might have you know swayed swayed the ref to get the, the young boy sent after, but yeah, it's going to be tough with ten men. And I think from what I've heard, obviously that that was obviously the turning point. Uh, as you say, you know, Peter Head missed a penalty. Uh, the momentum was really with strollers up until that point, um, especially at home. We've kind of mentioned about obviously finances a wee bit previously, but I thought it was interesting that Jim McNally, the Peter Head manager, was saying that he wanted sort of progression in the Scottish Cup um, to help boost the. Uh, the club coffers, if you will. Um, obviously, I think it's something that's sometimes forgotten about, especially at our level. But even uh, in League Two and League One, if you the further you get, and if you got a big tie, I mean, these are finances that can help your club for for years. You know what I mean? So, uh, I, I thought it was interesting that I thought it was interesting that he, he was so uh, Jim McNally was kind of so blunt and and uh, about that. So he'll be delighted to get through. Uh, Peter Head. I'm not. We, we've talked about several wee bit in terms of the league and how well they've done this season. Uh, younger team, obviously. I don't think they're going to be too concerned, especially after being uh, down to ten men after 28 minutes. If anything, it's probably a wee bit disappointing. Yeah, um, I've heard. I've heard a few people say it wasn't a sending off, and it's maybe just there's been pressure put on the referee there. But uh, we shout out to Bobby and Wendy, who's done a fantastic job over the last sort of few weeks. Um, he's been highlighting clubs at you know East of Scotland and and lower league level. I think uh, he has a, a lot of fun with it, which is great to see. So we shout out to him. He was at the game. I noticed uh, he had like a mini vlog up um, about the game, so I watched that as well. But yeah, he's great. Obviously, he's a talented guy. He obviously knows the level quite well in terms of, I'm sure he's played in uh, the East of Scotland. So, yeah, he's one of our own. The next game in the Scottish Cup, it was Alba Athletic 5, Bonnie Rig Rose 0. Uh, Bo- uh, Bonnie Rig absolutely pumped here by um, Alba. Um, unfortunate for, for uh, Robbie Horn's side. I think it was a bit of, seems like a bit of a controversy um, towards the end of the game um, and when the, the team were trying to um, sort out some post match. Um, Coverage, I think, with the manager, they, I think they were asked to leave. I'm not sure what's happened up there at Bonnyrigg, but it sounds like a bit of a um, a tasty um, end to the game, certainly. But um, Bonnyrigg um, out of the cup. Um, to, uh, Barry Ferguson's still the manager, isn't he? He's, he's Barry yeah, Ferguson's yeah. at Alloway. Um, so 
unfortunately for Bonnie Riggs, um, but um, say five 0 defeat in the end there. I don't think it's so much of a wake up call um, because it's it's hard to obviously judge with the the you know one off cup cup results, but certainly I think Bonnie Riggs are a team that want to be in League Two, want to be in League One, but the results disappointing either way. I mean, you're not. I I would have expected a closer game there, but I do feel. It's hard not to criticise them for this. And I'm, I, it's not that I don't believe them about the media thing, but there's always seem, it always seems to me and others that when Bonnie Rigg lose or drop points, there's always a wee bit of a deflection tactic. Like, you know, what is Robbie Horn not getting interviewed or poor hospitality from Alava got to do with the result? They always seem to have a reason why, or a deflection of way why, why they're getting beat. And I don't think, you know, Robbie Horn, I think, said on his Twitter, let's move on, have a wee bit of perseverance and pride and just move on. But I think there's a wee bit of a, a divide with the, the people that do the, the sort of media on because I, I, they just never seem to find fault with their team. And I think a lot of people forget I've done media and I was in a similar situation where, when I was with Kelty and, you know, they were winning every week and going for the at the top of the loan league. But there was results that, you know, some results they, they were disappointing. You just call it like you see it. You don't have to say make up excuses yeah. and I think that's always been the problem I've had with Bonnie Rigg uh, and why I fell out with certain people but I did mention obviously a view from the tennis <laughs> when I got in early Sunday I guess but I think what Bonnie Rigg like to do or the people behind the scenes like to do is obviously control what's said about the club and they just could never control us because like it's just never going to happen but I did find it curious that they were loving the the piece that the, a view from the Ferris done and there wasn't much difference between the Bonnie Rig one and the Vela Leaving one. And Vela Leaving are a team that haven't won in two years, and that's the sort of angle they went with. And it's always the same sort of somber music. Yeah. We team with big dream. I always find it quite condescending. And totally. I, to be honest, I don't. And I, it's not me trying to bash on a view from the terrace because I think they do a good job of trying to promote the leagues and teams and whatever. But yeah, I don't find their, their segments, especially on non-league teams, realistic and in terms of what they're they're trying to the narrative is off for me yeah I think I think you're right there I think a lot of time it's, it's obviously great to see kind of coverage of any team um, in our league or in the west of Scotland or um, in the east of Scotland or even south uh, however yeah I think there's always a, that, that kind of you know weird um, it's almost like it's almost like a little pat in the head to like the, the league or the level of football and I think it comes it feels like a lot of time it comes without a lot a lack of knowledge perhaps um of the actual level itself. I think we've seen in the past where um people have referred to players as non-league jobbers, for example. <laughs> um yeah, you just we just go like that. That's, I think that's not what they are. I think even um you've seen the, the guys that have made the step up to like leagues at League Two from from our leagues. Um, in the past, I've been absolutely capable to step up, and it's a bit harsh to be kind of sullying them a little bit as well. So I think you're right on on that on that front. But um, I'm all for positivity around um, the level, so yeah, I can I can get with that. But just going back to your point about I think Bonnie Rigg in, in the media, I think I think you you have a point there, Chris. I think you do see there's always a kind of um, that kind of excuse, and I think sometimes just as you say, you have to take it on the chin and say, ah, oh, yeah, we weren't the better team today. Um, and and obviously put out the 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 content in, in that manner and just can accept that the result. Don't don't blame on something else. You can, they're not the best team of time. I mean, they're still sitting what ten points clear at the top of the league, so it's not like they're um, they're, they're in a bad shape or anything like that. And you have to go around um, 
kind of blaming other people. They sometimes can lose matches, but they're not going to affect them uh, when they're league at this point. So I think uh, when it comes to back to league matches, maybe just take that on the chin and just say, well, uh, well the better team won the day, well done, congratulations, and move on. But um, as you say, we've, we've all done media for, for clubs, and I'm obviously doing that co winning. And you just have to find them. We're going through it just now. We've, we've got. Um, quite a few injuries in, in the squad and um, maybe struggling to get results and maybe not winning against teams that we should be winning against and things like that but we don't we don't blame it too much on the, on the injuries maybe the manager will say something in the, the post-match interview but we don't make a big song and dance about it if, oh, we had five players out and we should have won that game today if we'd had a full squad which is probably true like we were playing tune in the weekend and probably still had five guys six guys missing um, and guys just coming back from injury but we drew two each and that's a game we probably want to be winning normally but we don't have the squad and I think that's the thing about some teams you see in, in different leagues is that there's always an excuse and a blame to be pointed elsewhere and that just doesn't need to happen personally so I think in fairness to Bonnie Rigg just to end on a wee bit of a positive because I, I, I didn't want to be negative about them but like obviously everyone knows I don't get on with, with like their media people so I think they're the best team I've seen this season in, in non-league in, in the lone league, I should say. I was probably a wee bit harsh after the Spartans game. I said that they were quite one one dimensional. I actually kind of have to apologize for that because I should have I should have said something different. Uh, I got the wording wrong. I, I don't think they're one dimensional. I think they have like a particular style and it's not a criticism of them. It's the you know, because you would rather have players that are well drilled, know exactly what they're doing, where they're meant to be. And I think that's what Robbie has with that team. Uh, and they're really good at what they do. You know, they're the, they're the best Lone League team so far this season. And I think they probably will. Uh, the likeliness of obviously going on and winning the Lone League, uh, potentially getting into League Two is, is, is quite high. But yeah, the, the only disagreement I really have with, with Bonnie Rigg for everyone is basically I, I don't like how they approach certain things. And that's nothing to do with Robbie Horn or the players. It's to do with the actual people behind the scenes of the club. And, and that... Yeah, there were certain things, I'm not going to go too far into it, but um, there were certain things like certainly if we criticised them, even on the slightest thing, I would get a wee dig on Twitter here and there uh, previously. So it's not going unnoticed to that sort of thing. I'm not uh, trying to get my claws in every time Bonnie Rigg lose or that because at the end of the day, I do rate them. Uh, like I say, I do think they've got a high chance. And I actually want that, Ben. I actually want them to go on and, and hopefully get uh, into League Two. Um, whether or, or not... They, you know, I, I, I think they believe that they're they're good enough. Um, whether the result against Aloha really means that they're they're good enough to be where they think they are, I don't know. But um, I think, look at Kelly for example. I thought they had a, a brilliant team for non-league. They went and uh, they got promoted, and obviously they changed a lot. I'm not sure if Bonnie can do the same in terms of finances. I don't think they've got the same finances as Kelly, but um, I think. My only criticism on their style was the fact that it's easier to play teams home and away and have that same style than it is to play teams four times a season because I think they, you get more worked out if you've got your own wee style and whatnot. Uh, I we all want to see um, Bonnie Rigg do well and I think, as you say, I think we will win the league. There's no doubt about it. Um, for me, I think they look really good for that. What, as I say, they're 10 points clear of, um, of Rangers being um, they're, what, 11 points clear of, of Spartans. So, um, for me, they look the side and definitely capable. I don't think the likes of, of those teams or even East Kilbride will, will catch them now. I think it looks like it's almost a, a done deal in that regard. So I guess for us in terms of 
bonding and everything else that we, we know about them. But it's, it's nice to know they listen. Um, probably as well, it's, it's good to hear that they're, they're, they're big fans of the podcast and always listening and check out what we're saying. So um, <laughs> I'm sure they'll be um, listening to this episode with, with joy um, as ever. So um, thanks always for, for, for tuning in. Um, moving on uh, to the next game involving one or two teams in the Lowland League, it was Dalbite versus East Kilbride, and it was a 2 1 win for East Kilbride. I, I probably a result that we probably would have said not too sure how this would have went. I think Dalbite have been playing all right. East Kilbride seemed to have kind of picked up a bit of form there as well um, from the last time we, we were speaking. So uh, they've made some signings and they've brought some guys in and got their guys back fit. So uh, a good result for East Kilbride, and they'll be in the hat for the next round. Chris. I feel like they'll be able to fancy themselves, especially at Islecroft. Uh, but East Kilbride, I don't know if there's a wee bit of a a, a wee bit of a, a rivalry developing there, or if there always has been in the Lone League. I've not really spotted uh, spotted it before, but yeah, there was a penalty on East Kilbride on the 40th minute. Uh, Jack Stainrod dragged down, clear penalty. Uh, obviously, there was a bit of a rammy between the, the you know for the Dalbeaty crowd. I've not actually watched the highlights yet of this game, so I, I can't give my opinion on whether it was a penalty or not. But yeah, they were a wee bit aggravated, the, the star boys on the penalty. But either way, Neil McLaughlin, as Cam as you like, down the, uh, down the middle, 1-0 to East Kilbride uh, just before half-time. Uh, East Kilbride got their second corner from the, a block shot, it's drilled into the back post and knocked across the goal uh, by Stephen Old. And it's a bullet from uh, the other Stephen, Stephen Saunders, uh, to make it 2-0. Uh, Dalwiti did get back into the game, but it wasn't to be East Kilbride, as you say, running out 2-1 uh, uh, winners. I do feel there was a wee bit of aggro between the, the two sides, as I say. I think it was kicking off um, kind of at halftime from what I read. As you know, if you're playing a, a team from the, the same league, you can sort of develop these wee, wee tensions and rivalries, which is always good to see. But uh, Dalwiti would be disappointed. East Kilbride will be, uh, will be delighted to get through there. Uh, always one of the Lowland League teams that, that seem to do well in the Scottish Cup. Um, Jack Stainrod, a wee bit of a shout-out to him. He's a you know former EPL youth player uh, that's came up. I think he's only 19 or 20, uh, playing for East Kilbride, and he seems to be doing absolute wonders there, getting in and amongst the goals, getting in amongst the, the assists and stuff. So that, that looks like a real um, class signing from East Kilbride. I think had they been on this form earlier in the season, then they could have been up here, but... They've certainly turned a page for me in terms of their performances uh, from from the beginning of the season. Ah, oh, definitely. Yeah. As you say, they've, they've brought guys in like Stainrod. I think Lee Miller's back fit and playing as well. Uh, Jar Victoria likes um, looks the part as well in, in that side. So uh, I don't think um, they'll they'll struggle. I think if they can continue this form probably next season, yeah, you're probably going to fancy them. They'll be able to strengthen again in the summer. Uh, bring some guys, more guys in probably. Um, and you just wonder if you can maybe hope they can hold on to like sustain us because obviously he has came up and done done really well. And um, is there maybe a move for that boy maybe in January or um, who knows? I imagine there'll be teams looking at him from given his pedigree and his um, his form just now if he's go bright. So um, do we know what's happened to Jamie Finlay? I know Jamie Finlay was playing at um, he's go bright. He signed he was from he was at Rossville and a guy. I've always kept an eye on because he's a he's a decent player, but I've not seen him. He, he dropped out, seems to have dropped out the lineup. I think. As he's far as I'm uh, as far as I'm aware, he's still at the the club, obviously. But I'm not 100 sure. Um, I think he last played in like maybe October or something. I might I, I would have to check the lineups again. But yeah. the the problem I think East Kilbride have uh, at the moment is they have so many sort of attacking Forward players. options. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like Yao Victoria, Craig Malcolm. We've not discussed <laughs> uh, Jack Stainrod. So. For for Jamie Finlay, I think it, it's going to be tough to 
to um to get into the team at the moment, especially with with guys like Stainrod obviously taking the the plaudits, if you will, and and getting in amongst the goals. Ah, he's a he's a very good player. Um, it's Finlay and a player that, that that for me was stands out. Um, in the in the West of Scotland, he was at Ross Vale, and um, I was chuffed to see him get the move to by, But I think maybe that is that maybe been a, a because he's had kind of injury troubles and, and players come in. He, I think he came in and did, he did quite well and scored a few goals. But it sounds like uh, for me that he's um, he's maybe um, kind of out of the picture there. He's by and perhaps there's maybe he wants to. Get on loan somewhere and get some get playing, and that's probably worth worth doing. Because he's certainly a good player, and I think he'd be wasted sitting kind of in the stands at East Coast by for me, um, for sure. Next game then, uh, Galfredine Rovers versus Annan, and it was one 0 win for Annan. This is probably the one that that went to the towards the followed the, the league levels and, and things like that. I think obviously we talked about giant killings and all that, but I think this one's probably one that we've seen again. The gap's probably not as big as we as we think it is, but um, it absolutely went to. Went to type in terms of Annan winning one nil, Chris. Going to show my a wee bit of love for Annan Athletic here. I actually think, and maybe not just Annan Athletic, but I, I think League Two's improved this season. A lot of the clubs have improved heavily. Uh, we'll get into it with the next fixture also, but you're going to love this, and I'm sure Robert and Meadow are going to hate this. But I, you know, I read somewhere about I think Colin Spence had said uh, they had beaten Pennycook in one of the cup competitions, and they said, oh, a lot of the West teams could be playing in League One. It's like. I actually agree with them maybe a couple of seasons ago, but since Breakin got relegated, League Two have improved quite a lot. Um, I don't think the gap is is massive, but you know, Breakin getting relegated has kind of kicked League Two teams up the backside a wee bit to, to maybe invest a wee bit better in their in their squads because I would say the League Two sides this season are probably a lot better than they were in previous years, you know. So um whether whether West of Scotland teams could be in League Two or League One, um, we obviously we, we think they could. Um, same with Lowland League and a lot of the top East of Scotland sides but yeah I think League 2 are a wee bit more curious about that gap now I think they are seeing that these teams are getting a wee bit closer to them so they're taking the right approaches to to make sure they're not um, the side of breaking last season or getting relegated into into uh, the Lowland League or the Highland League Yeah it's still an interesting comment from uh, from Colin Spenneth as he sits 8th in the uh, West Scotland, <laughs> uh, for sure. I mean, that's wasn't me throwing uh, shade there, by the way. <laughs> um, that's a, that's a fair comment. I mean, sure, um, the stats don't lie. I absolutely don't. Um, but yeah, I think I think we all see it. We know that the gap there is a gap, but um, now that the the kind of the pyramid is kind of getting sorted out in terms of promotion and relegation, that that trap door that was always closed between the club forty two and the Lowland League is obviously firmly now open. So I think it's one of those that. That yeah, those teams might be having a strength because they can maybe look at themselves and go, "Ah, well, yeah, maybe I can get relegated." So, um, I think um, I think they have strengthened, and obviously it's nice a Kelty come up and they maybe give them a bit of a shock and say, so "Look, look at the how good Kelty are in terms of the yeah. um, my team coming up from the Lowland League." So, yeah, nobody's. Um, I'm not surprised to see that happening over the last kind of few months in, in terms of the teams, but I still I still would fancy a lot of the the West Scotland Football League Premier t- teams to to beat um, certainly the, the, probably the top four or five sides um, in that league I think would give any team um, a run for the money we've seen it already with Ock and Lake uh, and Clydebank and Darvel so um, I absolutely take um, Spenny's point um, to, a, to a degree shall we say um, and I think it'll just take a bit of time and obviously the promotion delegation will hopefully get to a point where we're seeing more teams get through the leagues quicker and uh, but I doubt we'll, we'll get to that point. We can talk about that point in a full episode these days. But 
Um, there's definitely a bit of, a bit of cause there for, for that to, to hold, hopefully change. All right, then next game then, Stalin Albion versus Cement, and it was a 4 0 win for Stalin Albion. Again, another result that's kind of went to went to form almost um Stalin Albion um on a on a route there winning four 0 And probably I, I, I maybe we could argue that we didn't think the score was going to be as, as high as four 0 I think turning on a good side and uh, in the East, but uh, nobody surprised to see it. Stalin Albion getting that result. They had um, a lot of people fancied Trenin against Stalin Albion, but again, it comes back to this. You know, you've got to show a wee bit these League Two teams a wee bit of respect. Uh, Stalin Albion haven't been on the, Sorry. haven't shown like the best form lately, but I think they're third in the league. Um, I do rate them as a decent side, and as I said previously, that wouldn't have been one of the, especially Stalin Albion being at home, that wouldn't have been one of the the fixtures that that stood out to me as a cup, cup upset. You know, I think I would have probably still went with like uh, Clyde Bank and Auckland like Talbot. So I was a wee bit surprised that a lot of people were fancying Trent for that one. With no disrespect to, to Callum Elliott and his side, but you know, they're still two divisions down. Yeah, that was that was a tough one, but it, it didn't surprise me. I think, yeah, I think you said actually, no, um the only things that might have surprised me was obviously the scoreline there that uh, Stalin yeah. Albion managed to to beat them for now. It was two other games then involving uh, Easter Scotland sides, and that one of them was uh, the Barton versus Soccer Juniors. Uh, they held them Barton, I think, one all to about ninety minutes, and unfortunately for them, they uh, the game finished three one. I think they scored two goals in the last like four minutes of the an injury time uh, for them Barton to win three one. To take to take them Barton almost to 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 well to a replay, I guess. Replay, um, yeah. Away from home uh, is fantastic, and the the guys there have done themselves proud. And it's one of the things I mentioned, and we like to see we like to see these sort of east of Scotland teams, uh, west of Scotland teams that have have never been in the Scottish Cup, uh, you know, do well, and totally. it's it's amazing. Uh, and you know, Socky Juniors, uh, one of the teams that are probably not highly regarded in terms of you know um, the tiers in terms of like other East of Scotland sides and where they are in the league and uh, and whatnot. I think they've done fantastically well and they were massively unluck- unlucky there. It was a similar situation with Lovie and Fissel Hutchie Vale. Funny enough, I think both of them are still playing at Ainsley Park, so it was essentially a home game for, for both of them. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Edinburgh City running out 2-1 win- winners. Edinburgh City have been there, done that. Um, obviously, with the lone league and getting promoted, they know what it's all about. Lovie and Fissel Hutchie Vale, a really good, really good outfit. To only lose to one to Edinburgh City, you're, you're looking at it and thinking um, on another day that could have been that could have been a you know a, a replay as well. So it's weird when we're talking about gaps. There's there's some fixtures where maybe they, they might get something, maybe they won't. But yeah, I think it's clear to see that there there is gaps on occasion in terms of where teams are. But it's definitely closing uh, closing in terms of the top teams in like the east of Scotland, the west of Scotland. I would say no. I would. I would agree. Obviously, I'm I'm involved in a in a West Scotland Premier team, so um, I'm going to going to shoot that all day long in terms of uh, that gap. Is certainly the, the gap from the from the West to the to the Lone League certainly is, is quite small in, in some respects, um, and it's very close, probably towards the top. But um, even going up the leagues, I think there's still a, a bit of a there's a, there is a gap. But I think I keep saying it, but the top teams in, in both those leagues should be able to give. Kind of league sides that run for the money uh, on in these kind of cup matches. Uh, Socky, as we mentioned, that is a unfortunate one for them. I think I was following it on Twitter, um, and it was one each up until, as I said, ninety minutes. And you thought to themselves, well, they might give the nick a, re- a replay here with 
Um, and they've just scored, I think, just, just after the injury time started, and then it's been 3 1. And as you mentioned, they're losing, uh, losing Thistle Hutchinson Vale, another team that's got through to the, um, the third round and, and played Edinburgh City, and not disgrace themselves in terms of results. It's 2 1. Um, is, a, is a decent result for them. Right, there's a couple of other games we want to just chat about quickly involving the Lone League sides of the Easter Scotland Qualifying Cup, um, and one of them, Hill of Beath Hawthorns versus Berwick, was called off. Um, a, a late late postponement by the ref, I, I presume, is that weather related, Chris? Was that? Yeah, the, well, most of the country, I think, had had heavy wind. Obviously, on the Friday going into the Saturday, yeah. I heard the the pitch was a wee bit unplayable. But you've got to look at that one and say, I feel sorry for the fans. Um, have travelled, yeah, yeah, because the ref, I think, called it really, really late in the day. Um, I think they should have had maybe had that call a wee bit earlier, just so people didn't have to travel travel up but I guess it was uh, similar to the Spurs game actually on Sunday absolutely um, yeah. I don't know if you saw that video of Sean Dyke smiling in the snow that was hilarious <laughs> but yeah I think the Spurs even had their t- uh, the lineup out and then it was like oh the game's off I was like all right okay uh, good good uh, good travel there um I think there was a boy actually I read something quickly uh, Ben I read there was a boy that traveled from like America to come and see them um and I think Harry Kane's given him a, a signed shirt or whatever uh, to, to make up for that. But yeah, they need to, we need to start thinking about fans more, especially when it comes yeah, to postponements. And we're coming into this, you know, the, the sort of winter period where there will be a, a more postponements. Um, so definitely, yeah, I think we need to start considering fans a wee bit more in, in, in terms of their travel. And... All right. And the, the final game we're going to chat about um, involving a lonely side was uh, Broxburn Athletic versus Stirling Uni. Um, it was a 1 0 win for Stirling Uni, and the goal scorer was Ben McIver Redwood. Uh, pretty even first half. Um, Stirling stepped up again in the second and got the goal, finished it off, and they continued their, their winning streak. But the quick question I'll be is was Chris Gaither's been a cap or a beanie? That'll be the that's a big question for me. I've not seen his interview yet, so I, uh, I can't even remember actually. I'm gonna have to maybe he's wearing that if he was wearing a cap and a beanie. That's the important, that's the important topic. I think he was, I think he was wearing a beanie for you, Ben, but I'll Sh- double check. Surely, surely, <laughs> in this kind of inclement weather, they'd be wearing, wearing a beanie. You'd like to think, but he may have the cap on, he may have thought the cap's part of the winning streak will keep the cap going, but. Um, no, nah, great, great result again for Stirling Uni. Um, I quite like Broxburn myself. I've, I've watched a couple of their live streams when they were during lockdown and, and quite enjoyed their game. So keep always keep an eye out for what Broxburn are doing. Uh, but um, Stirling Uni roll on to the next round of the East of Scotland qualifying cup. He was wearing a beanie, mate. He was wearing a beanie oh, for beanie. it. Excellent. I, there we go. I had um, oh, sleep tonight. This thing. He had. We've we've not really spoke positively about Stirling Uni because they've not really been. I, in... I have. Well, I'm you have a tremendous hat wearing for for weeks. Don't you worry. I've been I've been kicking this, that can right down the road. Chris is going to kill me because I've left him like right to the end, obviously. So he's going to have to listen to the whole thing till we till we get Sterling Uni, and we can talk him up a wee bit. Let's be honest, Chris can just listen to this entire episode, <laughs> and then it gets released. We all know that. We know he listens to it, so he'll not be bothered. We're having to wait till the very end because he's a he's a loyal fan of the podcast, and we listen to it right till the end anyway. So that that's that's not to be worried about. But um, uh, they've been on good form, obviously, in the Bucks. They had a bit of a nightmare, obviously, <laughs> a few weeks ago where they had to play two games uh, on a Wednesday. I disagreed with that. I know, obviously, East Allinger and um, Durham, they obviously didn't want to switch the games. But, yeah, I don't know how they managed. They obviously split up the teams. Uh, I was a bit unsure how they were going to do it in terms of if they were trying to play one team. <laughs> I did like the narrative that they were going to travel from like Durham to like back to Stirling to play the match. 
Um, that was that was quite I like like I like that that kind of idea or that illusion that, that might have happened. But obviously <laughs> that was never going to be the case. But um, I did like that kind of narrative for sure. But that was yeah, great. I mean, absolutely. Um, winning streak continues in terms of um, still in Union. They'll be they'll be pleased to get through the, the, the East Scotland qualifying cup. Just just one we other note, obviously Ben Mac, uh, McIver Redwood with the goal. I think he is in the under twenty squad. So we're seeing a wee bit more squad rotation from the. Yeah, you no, know, from the, 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 the first on the go, yeah, yeah. So that that that's a good positive for Stirling Uni. But um, I long may may uh, their their form continue, so we can be we can keep speaking positively about them because it's been it's been a while because we know that in the in terms of league Ben that they're probably better when where they are currently, uh, similar to some other teams. So yeah, uh, keep pushing Stirling Uni. And the final game on the cover has actually happened tonight. We're recording about half past five on Monday. Um, it's Breaking City versus Darvo. It's live on the BBC. Um, I'm looking forward to that to seeing Darvo play at Darvo, a team obviously involved in the West Scotland League. You know, there's a lot of kind of again different narrative around them in, in terms of the money they spend and kind of people talking about that and intrigued by what they do and, and how they go about their business and things like that. But um, for me, it'll be a it'll be a good game. I think Davo are well capable of beating Breaking City. They've got their guys back. They we had a kind of bit of an injury spell, um, kind of more towards the beginning of the season. They seem to be getting their guys back. That the guys that they're obviously paying top dollar for in the first place. Um, it'll be good to see them on the telly. Um, up in Breaking, I know the buses were were leaving a few hours ago to get up there, so. Uh, they'll be they'll be all informed tonight, and I'm sure it'll be a good game. And as I say, I think Davo, I think Davo will win personally. Any word on whether they book the hotels this time? Uh, I don't. I'm not aware of the. I'm not aware of um, the uh, the hotel. I need to check in on that one that front because um, I'm sure I'm sure they would have. Although um, they probably travelled up on like Friday and had a weekender and then. Um, had the game that I'm joking. I, I don't know actually. I, I did notice the supporters bus was a, a co-winning um, bus at Bennett's of co-winning is a, a bus company and uh, they were using them to to travel up to Breakin, um today. So uh, best luck, best luck with that. I hope it doesn't break down. Um, to be quite honest, um, but it'll be a, a good game. I think it's going to be on TV. It's Monday night. There's not much on TV on a Monday night apart from I'm a celebrity. Let's be honest. So. Um, we'll be we'll be all be watching that game tonight, and, and hopefully Dav will be in the, in the hat for the um, the next round, and, and maybe we'll maybe see a, a Darvo versus Kilmarnock, and we'll get the, the Kilmarnock pie derby. Um, <laughs> this is probably going to be known as if um, obviously Masters are on goals, owning at Darvo and um, sponsors the, the the front of the jersey at Kilmarnock as well. So um, I think um, that'll be an interesting tie if they get if they get either of those sides. Because, uh, I mean, that's the thing. We've, we've talked about finances and obviously Darvel, from what we know, they've got a lot of dough and they're, they're obviously they're piling that into their, their playing budget as well as obviously the infrastructure off the park. But um, it's still be a big hit for them if they, if they can draw a big side in the, in the next round. These are getting, I mean, for a team like Auchinleck or Claybank or, or Darvel or even East Kilbride, whoever, um, are involved in, in the league's uh, it's a big hit. I think the, the, the Peterhead manager can allude to that. That if you get like a Rangers or Celtic or a Hearts or a Hibs, then you're getting half gate, probably what about 10,000 at least. Well, depending on the team, but if you're talking about maybe Hearts or Hibs, you've got you're talking about 10,000 attendance there, half in that gate, about 20 odd quid a ticket. It's, I mean, it's going to be a good bad though. Um, the chances are maybe on TV. Obviously, the, the, the game tonight is on TV, and I think I, I heard Darvel or John Gull the other week just complaining about the kind of the court, like what you're. You, what you get you don't get a lot of money I think it's about three grand you get for playing yeah. on TV 
tonight. It's not a lot to offer. Um, and the, obviously, a put breaking might not be that big because it's a Monday night, but whereas if you're playing a Saturday, you probably expect to get a bit big, bigger hit in the gates if you're playing. I think that was kind of partly one of the reasons why Ockham like Talbot versus Meda wasn't on the, the TV in the in the, in the the first round because um, I think both sides saw it as a, a kind of you, you're going to pull a bigger gate on a Saturday, you can sell hospitality in, which is fair enough if you're, if you're not going to get a lot of dough from, from actually being on TV and it maybe cost you a bit of money to be on TV. For me, I would want to be on TV all day to show off my club and, and get on that kind of that have that sense of occasion and, and get the town kind of behind the team because that'll be something that will maybe you maybe see galvanise the kind of people of Darvel that all their teams on the telly tonight on Monday night and they might they maybe turn up on Saturday against against ourselves and you maybe get a bigger crowd because obviously they're on TV on the Saturday so that, that, that's, a, that's a good thing and a good positive way to market your team so looking forward to that will you be watching Chris? I'll definitely be watching I actually I actually uh, like John Gold's interview with, with the BBC you know, he said, I'm a baker or something. I put a lot of dough yeah. <laughs> into the club. I thought, oh, totally, got, a, totally. got, got a wee bit of patter there. But yeah, to be fair, to break in the uh, season holders of other clubs looking for a Monday night football f- fix, um, £5 to get in if they uh, if they show their season ticket to any other club, which is a great incentive. So hopefully that gets um, people going to the game. Breaking are a much-changed side from when they were relegated. So I think it'll be a, I think it'll be a tough game. I still, similar to yourself, Ben, I think Darbo are going to win it, but... Brecon are similar to what we said about League Two teams in, in terms of changing their approach and and maybe not just you know hoping for the best when it comes to relegation. Brecon City are a team that want to get back up to the SPFL, so it's going to be a different Brecon to to the one that was was relegated. So I think it'll be interesting to to to, to see them against Darvel and and uh, how they shape up. But I, I do still fancy Darvel to to take the one there. Yeah, I said, said from the start, I think they've got their squad capable. They get the guys back that, are fit, that, that they're kind of obviously paying good money for. So, yeah, I absolutely think Davo should should win. I think we probably, speaking to them, I think we feel maybe a little bit of pressure on themselves to get the result, given Auchinleck and Clyde Bank have, um, have went through already. So, um, it'll be good to see, because this is the first year of, of West Scotland teams been involved um, based on the licence. So, um, it'd be good to have three teams there in the, in the fourth round and maybe get that one of them gets a big draw and, um, have that sense of occasion for the for the, the town and um, hopefully we'll get a, a good spectacle put on um, tonight and then Dav will, will get the result but that's pretty much it from us um, on the official catch up podcast we're, we're glad to be back if you want to check us out um, Chris will tell you where to, where to find us but uh, you can get me on Twitter at uh, Mr Ben Grant as always if you're a Meda a Trun or a Coburnie fan then fire away send your messages across I think that's the last people have been created beef with, beef with in the last few weeks but uh, shout out to Trun very very hospitable um, on Saturday when we were there they gave us use of their, their media stand uh, media gantry and stuff and um, we're very accommodating we're trying to do post-match interviews and stuff like that so there is good people at, um, down at, um, at Trun and obviously we talk about them on the podcast it's a bit of a laugh and Trun get it I think that's the thing it's all banner at the end of the day we're not not taking, we're not being serious when we talk about any club it's all just having a bit of a laugh and a bit of a joke, and um, some teams take it better than others, but um, certainly between one of the one of the one of the good guys, really. Did um, was that a draw at the weekend? I it was a draw, two each, yeah, yeah. Two, two, yeah, two, two, yeah. I did. I it, managed to as, do that. As I said earlier, I'm we're struggling making injuries just now. But, um, we've got probably what four, maybe five out um, at the moment. One suspended. We just sold a player to to Broomhill, uh, Tony Coates, who was a Kind of playing the right back around for us. We've got a boy playing left back who's a right back and a left back playing centre half. Um, 
couple of midfielders that we've just signed, Stuart MacArthur from um, from Broomhill as well. He came in on the other side and played right back rather than playing kind of centre mid what he's used to. So I think for us, it's just a case of um, just trying to get our boys back fit and hopefully we can go on a bit of a run. And, uh, we just got the fixtures out for um, the end of the, the rest of the season. And I think we have a runoff, something like Beath, Cumnock, Auchinleck, Pollock, Claybank in the last, I think, the Love last games. like five. I mean, Kenny Young with fixture secondary has done his dirty there with that because um, that's an absolute horrible run um, of, of games. And I think we have like Kirky Rob Roy followed by Irvin Meadow. So um, it's going to be a I mean, tough, a tough ask um, to, to, to win the league now, I think, anyway, given the situation with injuries. But we're sitting fourth and we're content, I think, to, to be there. I think the goal one was always to win, um, is to, to not get relegated. So Happy enough with that, um, I would say, but check us out. Uh, that's pretty much as I said before. So check us out on Twitter, Chris. What do we get? What's the Twitter handle? Uh, the official catch up, uh, and on Facebook, it's uh, Lonely Catch Up. But one thing just before we end, Ben, it's a shame that Troon weren't as hospitable. Um, you could have fired that on Twitter and kind of blamed that on the draw there, <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, I could have, but that's not me, so I'll not do that. But anyway, that's a uh, joke, by the way. That's a joke, just uh, obviously. Right, <laughs> if, if folk didn't get that as a joke, then there would be there'd be riots. But anyway, thanks all for listening. Uh, we'll catch up with you soon uh, here in the official catch up. Cheers.